changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from one of our latest books, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind of America, with the emphasis on kind and America. This book answers the question that a lot of us are asking these days, which is, are we still okay? And yes, we are still okay, despite all the negative news out there. And one of the ways we're still okay is the kindness that we show to strangers. One of the things that I've noticed about my job at Chicken Soup for the Soul is that it has made me more willing to follow my impulses and do kind things for people. I think we all have those impulses, but sometimes we just stop ourselves because we're thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't interfere, or maybe that guy just wants to be left alone, or maybe it isn't my place to say anything. And this happened to me when I was out to dinner last week with one of my friends, Kelly Sullivan Walden, who made our last two Dreams books with us. And we were eating at the bar in a local restaurant because we were on our way to a book signing which was actually a book signing done by another one of our Chicken Soup for the Soul co-authors, Wendy Walker. So we were sitting there. We had 25 minutes to get in and out of this restaurant. And there was a lady sitting alone next to me at the bar, and she was eating her dinner, but she was clearly listening to our conversation. She was kind of chuckling along with it and nodding her head. And I think in the past, before I became the publisher of Chicken Soup for the Soul and was exposed to all these stories, I would have just let that lady sit there and listen, but I wouldn't have wanted to interfere. But because I've read all these stories about people reaching out to other people and finding that those people were truly grateful for the reach out, I reached out to this lonely woman and the three of us talked for the rest of our dinner and she was just thrilled. She talked to us about poetry and it was obvious that she was starving for human contact and We walked out of that restaurant feeling good about the connection we made with a stranger. And our writers report to us that sometimes they even feel like buying a meal for a stranger they come across in a restaurant, especially when it's a member of our armed forces. And that's what Carla Wiggins reported in her story in our book. Her story is called Soldiers Homecoming. And Carla tells us that one day she was at the airport and She had just learned that her flight was delayed, so she was just sitting around, you know, at the entrance to the airport, and she saw a group of soldiers come through from baggage claim, and they were all being greeted by family members or friends, all except one soldier who sat down looking really tired and sad, and Carla's heart went out to him. She walked over to him, and she asked if she could sit down, and he stood up, and he removed his hat, and he said, yes, ma'am. He was so polite. So they sat in silence, and then Carla tried to figure out what she should do, because she could see him in her peripheral vision, and he kept looking at her as if he wanted the contact. So she stepped outside her comfort zone, and she started talking to him. And it turned out that he had just returned from a 15-month deployment, and his father was very, very ill, so ill that his parents couldn't come to meet him at the airport for his homecoming. So. So she excused herself, and she went over to the ticket counter, and she asked, hey, since my flight is delayed anyway, is there any chance that you could just give me an even later flight? And it turned out that her delayed flight was actually back on again and would be departing soon, but they gave her a ticket for a later flight, and she decided to take a chance 
that the soldier would go out to lunch with her, and she switched to that later flight. And then she went back over to the soldier, and she told a little white lie and said that her flight wasn't leaving for a couple of hours, and she asked him if he would join her for lunch. And he looked very surprised, and he said, Well, I do appreciate it, ma'am, but there's no need to go to all this trouble. Carla reassured him she was happy to welcome him home from his deployment, and she would really appreciate the company. And so they went off for lunch nearby. They had a great time. And then Carla went off to her flight without that soldier ever knowing that she had delayed her trip on purpose in order to give him a proper homecoming. In another story from that same book, Miriam Van Scott tells us about the time that she and her husband saw a military family with not quite enough cash trying to order breakfast in a restaurant. And I love this story, and I tell it all the time. And recently, I was lucky enough to actually talk to Miriam about her story. Um, my husband Dan and I were just finishing breakfast at a diner when a young military family was seated down next to us. I saw the woman pull out her wallet and she started counting the bills inside. And she looked over at her husband. She said, um, 18 and about another two in quarters and dimes. So then Miriam watched as the husband read off the possibilities to their two children. They have bacon and eggs, he told his kids. They have blueberry muffins, French toast, cinnamon rolls, silver dollar pancakes. Well, every kid loves silver dollar pancakes. You know, those are those little ones. So the parents ordered scrambled eggs and sausage, and the father got a side of hash browns. And that was when the waitress made a mistake. She suggested to the kids, we can add fresh strawberries and whipped cream to the pancakes for only $1.99 extra per order. Well, Miriam told me the sad scene she watched next as the children asked their parents if they could get the strawberries and whipped cream, and the parents, of course, said yes. But the parents knew something that the waitress and the children didn't know. They didn't have enough money to pay for those extras and still order breakfast for themselves. Mother and father exchanged um, an uneasy look, and finally the dad said, yeah, the kids will both have the strawberries, but I'm rethinking my order now. Can you just bring me some coffee? And then the mom said, yeah, same for me, and, and we'll take another look at the menu, but can you go ahead and, and put the order in for our kids so they can start eating? And the waitress smiled and said, sure, I'll put that order in, and then I'll come back and check on you two in a minute. When the waitress left, the, the couple started going over the menu again, and you could kind of tell they were going through the calculations to see what they can afford. The husband said, why don't we just share something? But then his wife said, no, you've got a big day. You, you need to eat a real meal. I'll just get um, a muffin or some toast or something. And they were speaking quietly, but the place was so crowded, we couldn't help but overhear them. So then the waitress brought Miriam and her husband their check. And then here comes my favorite part of the story. So my husband, Dan, and I were walking up to the front to pay the cashier. And Dan said to me, we really should help us to, to get a real breakfast. It's the least we can do. That's a family that's serving the country. And I agreed with him, but we weren't sure what to do that wouldn't embarrass them. So Dan thought for a minute, and then he came up with an idea. When we got to the register, he handed our check to the cashier, and then he said, can you add in a $25 gift card for your restaurant here? And then when we're gone, can you send it over to that table? And he's sort of discreetly pointing it out. And um, 
and the, the cashier, she just, she didn't even bat an eyelash. She said, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, whose birthday is it? If it's one of the kids' birthdays, we have a card that has a clown on it. If it's mom or dad, we've got one a little more sophisticated with just a piece of cake and some candles. And Dan and I were sort of confused by her assumption that it was somebody's birthday. And um, we both just sort of stood there for a second, and she just looked up and she said, oh, I, I just figured it was, one of them was having a birthday today because you're the third person in the last few minutes who come over and bought a gift card to send to that same table. Isn't that incredible? I asked Miriam how it felt to be part of this and whether it taught her something about following those impulses to reach out to a stranger. And when I asked her what she learned from this, she had a wonderful answer. It really made me appreciate being in a country where here we are in a restaurant where there's we were not the only people that come, came up with the idea to help out a family who could, you know, use a little bit of a boost. We're, we're not the exception in that way. That's the rule. We're, we're in a place where that's the rule. And then we're helping a family that's also making incredible sacrifices. The husband is serving his country. His wife and kids are, they're, they're putting up with him being gone and, and with the, you know, the angst that comes from that. And everybody in that, in that place in some way or another was helping one another. And it just really put things in perspective and, really made me appreciate what, all that we have and, and the, the country that we do live in where there's so many people who open their hearts and, and are willing to help each other. That's why I love that story, because numerous people followed their impulse to share and bought a gift card for that family. That's what makes our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind of America, so reassuring and comforting with its message that we are still okay. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please share it with your friends and family. We have more than 6,000 listeners for every episode, and we've passed 2 million downloads. But frankly, I feel we're still not reaching enough people with this great content. So make sure you subscribe. You can go on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever else you like to get your podcasts. And do me a favor and tell someone else. Email the link to the podcast to someone you love. If you'd like to hear more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind of America, you can find it on our website, chickensoup.com, where you can read some great tips from the book also. And you can pick up a copy for yourself or as a gift for someone else at Barnes & Noble, at Books A Million, at your local independent bookstore, at Walmart, at Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Amazon, and wherever else books are sold. Come back for the next episode to meet Aurora Winter, who had an epiphany in a dream that will change the way that you view loss and will help anyone who is going through the grieving process.